But if you used the wrong there, and Mr. Almost there. <laughs> Mr. Almost T H E I R. Or like Mr. Almost When I was um, stupid, I didn't realize. I would thought that Y O U apostrophe R E was just the fancy way of using the word your. I was like, oh, well, you know what you are? You know what's wrong with your attitude? What's up, guys and gals? It's me, Matthew Ryan Thompson, or MRT if you're nasty. And you are listening to my new variety show podcast, My Thing Is, where we talk about things that affect my or me and some pretty fun other things, too. Yeah. So come on! announcement. Oh, scratch that. It's kind of big. I have the mouth of a sailor. You've been warned. I love to swear and I love to make fun of myself and anyone and everyone around me. Most of the times I'm joking and it's all in good fun. And some of the times I'm not joking. And you know what? That is what makes it more fun. But truth be told, If I were to talk about anyone in particular, I would do it behind their backs. I mean, come on. I'm a God-fearing, corn-fed Midwestern boy. We do that shit behind closed doors. Yeah! Okay! my house! But before we begin, I'd like to welcome to my show my brother, Mark Allen Eastwood. You guys can call him Mark. Hi, Mark! Hi, Marky! They kind of look alike. Oh, they do. They really... Dude. Thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to be oh, here. Oh, stop it. You're sweet. You're sweet. You're honored. We're all sweet and honored. And we're all ready for the show to start. We are originally from Medina, Ohio, but we are actually coming to you via the Dalles, Oregon, our new place of residence for the time being. So we wanted to throw out some facts at you guys about where we came from. Um, and I wanted to tell my brother, and he has no idea what I'm about to tell him. Did you know that Medina actually is bigger than the Dalles, Oregon? I believe that for okay. sure. Okay. If the Dalles, Oregon has, let's just say, you know, 20,000 20, people, people. And no one knew that. Not even you. You just guessed what I was going to say. Can you guess how many Medina has? 
30,000. Wow, dude. Are you for real? Did you know that? No, you told me this. Oh, <laughs> shit. God, I, I get so excited about history. I like to tell. I just um, can't stop. I just can't stop sharing history. I won't. I just love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, okay, can you guess the year it was founded, smartass? Um, yeah, actually, 1818. Wow, look at you. Yeah, we, uh, I, well, last year we celebrated our 200 year. It was oh. like the bicentennial. So oh my gosh. I was there for that. Guy. I Honor was there roll. for that piece of history. So honor roll student. Now he's bragging about it. Yeah, you know what's funny? Smart not, not honor roll at all. No. Mom never got a sticker for the car. Oh shoot. So. I don't think mom ever had she stickers. She got a merit for roll car. one once. Oh. But it was kind of like, hey. I just talked yeah. a lot in class and that's what it said. It was like, Matthew is a pleasure to have in class. Matthew needs to sit by himself. Because he's a homo. Uh, um, can you guess uh, how many miles, an approximation of how many miles that Medina is from Cleveland? From Cleveland? Yeah. Like Medina to Cleveland. How, how many miles? I don't know. I'd say it's probably 45 minutes. So, like 50 miles or so. Whoa. Way off. I'm just kidding. Do you want to call a friend? Or do you have no friend? Phone a friend. Uh, phone a friend. Can't. Oh, eliminated. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, I guess you won't be a millionaire. Never. Well, you will be, but what was just answer? not through answering history questions. It is approximately 33 miles. 33? Yeah. Wow, that's closer than I guess I thought. I know. Um, and I guess the other thing I wanted to brag about about Medina is we have the root company, the candle company. Candles. Our family has a house like literally next, next to door. it. Yeah. And it smells so good So there. good all the time. I used to cut the lawn, and uh, it always smelled like candles in the summer. Oh, my God. And they... They open their doors when it's hot, and, like, oh. it just... Oh, my gosh. The whole area just smells like fresh... And whatever it is, like, it's fresh lilies, and, like, then you go the next day, and it's, like, citrusy, oh, and then they do... Oh, and they do the citrus. chocolate. They you know do, what, like, though? the chocolate I've, stuff. Is it, like, real chocolate it's, or just chocolate wax smell? It's a, it's It smells real in the process. Okay. It's a very, um, it makes you want chocolate, but it's not so chocolatey that you're like, is there a store nearby? Mm. Like, it's like, I don't know. When you burn it, it's it's a really good candle to get. I don't know. It's called a chocolate-ness or Oof. chocolate something or other. Get it, Root Company. Yeah. You know. I like their Woodwick candles, the ones that have the Woodwick. And that they, like, yeah. Gotta watch them, though. But some fun facts about Medina. And I wanted to share those with our listener because we're going to be giving... Uh, some fun facts about where we're at right now, too, in uh, later segment. The Dalles in Oregon, which is such a fun friggin' town. I love it here. I absolutely love it. So, let's go to my friends, Josh Rhett Noble and Matt McClure in New York, New York, for today's segment of Not Your News, a new segment featuring good news for a change. Josh and Matt, what do you got for us today? Hi. <laughs> what up? So this is uh, Not Your News. Nacho News. Nacho News. We're not talking about nachos. No, this is Not Your News. I'm Matt. Hey, I'm Josh. And uh, we're going to talk about, like, you know, some good some good positive stuff. Actually, a couple of different stories that I uh, found this past week about companies actually doing something good for the environment. How's that for shocking? Samsung. You know, the smartphone maker, they also make TVs and appliances and all that kind of thing. They're getting rid of all the plastic that they use to pack up 
their gadgets and their appliances. So it's like all the plastic that comes wrapped around a new TV or a new uh, phone or a, a new washing machine or whatever toaster. I don't even think Samsung makes toasters, but if they did, they'd be getting rid of the plastic that's around it. So wrapped in plastic is no longer fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's tons and tons and tons of it that winds up in the ocean. There's actually, there was a study that said like, uh, there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than fish by the year 2050 if we don't change our ways. Y'all, that ain't right. It's really not right. So that is, a, Samsung is a company that's trying to do the right thing about it. And then also there's, a, a, you know, Procter & Gamble, which is a huge conglomerate. They're like teaming up with a bunch of other different companies to do this thing where, remember, well, you probably don't remember it and I really don't either, truthfully, because it was before all of our day, I'm sure. Uh, but a long time ago, you've seen it in black and white movies, the milkman used to come around and instead of bringing plastic bottles and stuff, the milkman would bring back your glass bottles and you would just trade them out each time and they would take them and clean them and then they would put them back into circulation. And so you weren't having all this waste. That's essentially what all these companies are trying to do. But then it's it's going to be not only for, you know, your milk bottles. It's going to be like for your shampoo and your uh, dishwashing detergent and all of that stuff. So that's pretty cool, too. It eliminates a lot of plastic waste there as well. That's awesome. I mean, I know there's some sort of joke there about the milk man being someone's dad, but I won't say anything. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> family show. It's family show. Positivity. Okay, so um, I kind of want to uh, approach things from an actor standpoint. Uh, this Sunday, this past Sunday, was the 25th annual Screen Actors Guild Awards, and it was hosted by the amazing Megan Mullally. She was so freaking hilarious. Why does she look 20? She looks like she's 20. She looks right. better than she did when Will and Grace first came on, I think. It doesn't make any sense. She's not aged. She sold her soul or something. I don't know what she She did. and Nick Offerman, that's like couple goals for anyone. Anyway, but... Besides them, I don't want to talk about them. Oh, and Smitty was on there. I know. Oh, oh my God, he's 150 and I love him. <laughs> anyway, what I want to talk about is Jason Bateman. Now, a lot of you people probably recognize Jason Bateman's name because he's been an actor for a very long time. Because he's Jason Bateman. Because he's Jason Bateman. He is now in Ozark, which is a brand new show, and he won Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Drama Series. And what I want to say about that is that his speech. Now, there are a lot of... Um, inspirational speeches that happen throughout the night, but his is one that really stood out to me as an actor, and I feel that a lot of people would probably feel the same way. So uh, let's take a little listen here. Everybody's just a job away. For me, it was Arrested Development. I'm, I'm very, very grateful to that show, and I just want to say to to the the people that are at home and not working as frequently as they, as they want, uh, you're just one job away. You're plenty talented, and hang in there. Okay, so what I love about this is the fact that He's speaking to those people that feel like they sometimes, as I do, are treading water in this career. Yeah. It's a very difficult career to choose. It's it's a life of rejection. There's so many. It's like a, a numbers game. You have so many auditions up until you finally book something. He's pointing out the fact that right now, you know, things are uncertain. Don't feel like you don't have it. You're good. You've got this. And everyone is just one job away from, quote unquote, making it. And I, I loved that speech. And it spoke to me. Because this career is not easy, and I try to live in the moment. I try to focus on the good things that have happened in my career and my friends, too. But it's, it's hard sometimes. You fall into that doubt that, am I doing the right thing? Am I even talented? And I thought this was an amazing speech and a very positive one that we all need uh, as performers. We were watching that together, and I was like pointing at the screen. I was like, see, you need to hear this. <laughs> so that is my good news for uh, this week, um, is Jason Bateman. And I, I loved it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, and it's not wrapped in plastic. Uh, uh, brought it all back home. Plastic's bad. <laughs> and not your news is good. Okay. Uh, so that is it. That's that's uh, not your news. Sa uh, soundstage and screen. 
Yeah. And we covered almost all of it. So there, there you go. We got, we're going to have to do more stage, I think, next time around. Oh, yeah. We could talk about some good stuff there. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. We'll do it next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, you feeling social? You can follow me at Josh Rettnoble. That's J-O-S-H-R-H-E-T-T-N-O-B-L-E on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on social media at Matt J. McClure. That's M-A-T-T-J-M-C-C-L-U-R-E on Twitter or Matt McClure NYC on Instagram. Thanks, Josh and Matt. I always love hearing good news, and I know our listeners will too. I'm excited to hear what you guys have in store for us next week. Now let's head to Medina, Ohio, to talk to our dad, Ron Eastwood, and he can give us an insight on the polar vortex and also a dad joke or three. it is winter time here in Ohio and I'm a little creeped out. The snowman in the neighbor's yard is looking really sneaky. I bet he's up to snow good. <laughs> oh, oh you God. did it, you snow. You, you son of a no bitch. animal you. You son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> good one. Good one. That was good. All right, watch that snowman. What's your second dad joke of the week? Following the theme, what do snowmen eat for breakfast? Why, frosted flakes, of course. Oh, oh keep it on frosted. I like the snow I theme. I like that we should have caught that. I do too. I'm just, I love the, I like that there's a theme. Do you have a third? I do. Okay, it better go with the theme. <laughs> just to be safe. How can you tell when Will Smith has been walking through your snow? Because of the fresh prints. Yes, that was terrible. That's really good. And I loved it. The fresh prints. Well, Ronaldo, thank you for your dad jokes. Hey, Mark. What? You want to hear some cool facts about the Dalles, Oregon? Sure. Did you know that... Well, yeah, you did know this because I told you that this morning that the population is at 20,000 people. I Just did. under 20,000. Somebody um, told me that this morning. It is also... <laughs> I did. I told you this morning. Uh, second largest population outside of Portland. I knew you knew that one too, but I thought that that was amazing. <laughs> amazing. I mean, Portland... It's so large. The Dallas is second. And <laughs> oh, then my goodness. It, everything is so small outside of here. I did hear that You once. don't know this one, though. Did you know that it was established in 1857? 1857? Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god. I can't even imagine what life was like in 1856. Oh my god. I could. I don't want to. Um, but a, a short time after that, it actually became the county seat, and it still remains to be the county seat to this day. I don't know what that even is. Yeah. I was but I, it's asterisked here, so we can find that out. <laughs> A county seat is an administrative center, seat of government, or capital city of a county or civil parish. It is the town at the very end of the Oregon Trail. <laughs> that is, yeah, no, that's fascinating for sure. Visited by Lewis and Clark themselves in 1805. And Sacagawea. I was just getting there, but thank you for taking that away from me. This town of the Dalles in Oregon is known to have been a trading center for Native Americans as far back as 10,000 years ago. 10,000 years? Yeah, which would make it, all right, one of the oldest inhabited places in North America. Yeah, I guess that would be true. That is pretty effing great. I love that. Well, I guess, yeah, because trade would have totally revolved around the Columbia River here, mm -hmm. right? Well, let's talk about the Columbia River really quick. How about we, when we talk about the dam? Home um, of one a, of the 10 largest hydropower dams in the United States. This is a pretty big dam. We've driven, driven past it a lot. Past it? You can't drive can across it. it. What do you, walk across it? Well, Jesus walks across it. Jesus That's where he walked on water. Walk right there. Any structure. Um, since construction, the Dalles, though, the Dalles Lock and Dam, has generated more than 9.2 billion kilowatt hours of electricity and passes up to 10 million tons of cargo annually. Right there, right in our little backyard, right in our little town hmm. of less than 20,000 people. What are kilowatt hours? I was asking myself the same thing. Let's call my Uncle Don, one of the smartest people I know, and find out. In a segment we call... Okay. Is a thousand watts. Okay. Right. It's a measure. It's a measure of energy. And what a watt is, is you know how you plug something into the wall and yeah. it's a hundred ten volts. Yeah. Uh, talking to my nephew about electricity. <laughs> 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 watts? Am I talking about? Oh my God, I'm so glad we called you. This is so much better than Google. All right, so a watt, right, is nothing but the voltage times the amperage. And the amperage is basically a measure of how many electrons are fl flowing to the wire to get per second. Okay. And so you multiply the amount of electrons going through the wire times the amount of power behind it, which is the voltage, and it gives you a a unit of energy called a watt, which is um, measured in joules. And a joule is the metric system for um, what we call a, a Newton meter. And what that means is a Newton in the metric system is like a weight in the, uh, in the English system. So like a Newton weighs something, you know, trying to pick it up takes energy. Right. If you move, if you pick it up one meter, the energy it takes to do that is a newton meter, and that is a joule. Oh my gosh! Got it? Yeah. And so energy is interchangeable. I mean, it comes in so many different forms. But 
that amount of energy is equal to um, a joule. So when you talk about kilowatts, which is a thousand watts, that's what the kilo means. There's so many joules, and I don't have right in my head how many joules are in a kilowatt. But just think of that as kilowatt as equivalent to lifting uh, a weight a certain height, the amount of energy it takes to do that. Okay. Same thing, energy, 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 okay? Okay. So a kilowatt hour is um, that energy over time. So it's like lifting that weight one meter to get a joule, the one newton, uh, lifting it up one meter. If you just kept lifting and lifting and lifting over time, the amount of energy it takes is bigger and bigger as you as you do it for a longer amount of time. Okay. So a kilowatt hour is just a kilowatt of energy um, being uh, used for a full hour or generated for a full hour. That's a kilowatt hour. Wow. So think about that. How many billion was it? It was um, 9.2 billion. Wow. Isn't that wow. crazy? And, yeah, and a, you know, a billion is a thousand million. Well, that's. I was actually going to ask you that just now. If you knew <laughs> that that was, if that was that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's a lot of energy. Well, a lot we, of energy. we found that very interesting, and we literally Google could not tell us as much information as you did. Now you know me as a scientist and a mathematician and everything that is, uh, and yeah, um, yeah. you know you Stephen Hawking embodied. I am that. I'm, <laughs> I'm the next coming of that. So I understand it. Um, but thank you for simplifying that for our listeners. We appreciate it. Isn't my Uncle Don so cool? Our Uncle Don, I should say. Our Uncle Don is so cool. So this next segment I want to introduce to you guys is called Headcase. 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 A segment where I try to make your head feel better. So Mark, I want to talk to you about a little something called inspirational quotes. Oh man. Okay, I know you kind of think Here that they're... I've been thrown and down out by the wayside. But I want to talk about inspirational quotes. I see a lot of them posted every day, mm-hmm. and I do like them. I like to read them, um, and I, I do wake up in the morning sometimes and have to go write for an inspirational quote because sometimes someone else's great words do make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is about inspirational quotes, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this, so I'm, I think I'm just more reiterating um, in my own words, but inspirational quotes aren't worth anything if after you read them there's no action put forth. Yeah, I I don't 100% agree. I like I would argue there is no such thing as an inspirational quote. There's only an inspirational action. R- Ooh, um, look at you. Who yeah. the hell am I sitting with? I like that. You know, I totally have some stuff written down from people that inspire me. Um stuff I've read in the past whether it be books or in speeches or you know, just heard on a whim in a podcast or whatever it is that have inspired me to make decisions or choices in my life, but it's, that's what it is. It's, it, it sparked what I needed to do. It didn't do it for me. You know, I, that's kind of why I have a negative connotation when talking about inspirational quotes, not yeah. because I don't believe in them, but I think people abuse them just they like do. they do anything else. Well, it's like a blanket almost, you know, like it, it's like that blanket that makes you feel better. Like uh, for me, it was always, in my really rough time of my life, like the roughest time I think I could have ever imagined, when I read 
inspirational quotes. They made me feel good. But literally after a couple of months of reading them, I was just sick of it because I'm like, what the hell is supposed to happen now? I've read all these fucking quotes and shit has happened. And then I started to realize like, oh wait, you have to put action into this too. Yeah, like Like the people that said those quotes weren't just sitting on a sofa being like, I did this good thing and I'm going to sit here the whole time. They actually put it into action, which is for me, um, why I wanted to talk about this in Headcase today, because as simple as it sounds as me talking about it, Mark, um, my brother has been like by my side, right-hand man for the past couple of years. I literally um, have not had the easiest of years, but I also at the same time, um, I feel like I've come a really long way, but only because I had to put action forth. Like I was medicated out the ass and I thought every day that I woke up, I could wake up and take a pill and that pill is going to make me feel better. Mm. And those inspirational quotes were going to make me do better. Mm. But what I found in the long run, all those quotes, all of those inspirational videos that I watched would do absolutely nothing because that's what I did. I just sat in a bed, sat at a desk and read something or watched something that gave me gratification. Like you talk about instant gratification. And that's what I'm guilty of. And that's why I wanted to talk about the head case today because The quotes that are out there, they're beautiful. And I'm glad that those words are out there and that they're helping people succeed. But I don't think the person that put them out there necessarily was like, I want to say something fucking awesome and have people just sit and read it. You know what I mean? And I feel like most of these doctors out there too don't prescribe a pill to somebody to make them just say, here's a pill, I don't want to work towards feeling better too. Because I trust me, as someone who has been medicated for a very long time, it, if you miss your medication, you know. But also, I now know that if I miss my reading, or if I miss getting up and medit, you know, my little quiet time, my meditation time to myself, and all of that jazz, I'm out of the loop then too. Because you have to form healthy habits, and yeah, one absolutely. of my healthy habits was reading nice quotes and positive things. But now, an awesome new habit that I hope you guys want to pick up too is reading those quotes and putting them into action because that is what's important. It takes work to be happy. It's not a place. It's not a quote. You know, that's a feeling. Happy is it's being present and, and accepting what's what's going on. And sometimes it feels good to literally, it's a fact that if you are depressed, your bed, wherever, your sofa, your house, that's a safe place. And you're gonna get more depressed and more anxious by staying there. You've gotta work to get out of there. And I, at first I didn't believe it, but it is, it's a little prison. Yeah, I mean, they say all the time how like growth starts at the edge of your comfort zone. I think that's kind of the similar thinking where you can't really grow to be the person you're meant to be if you're not willing to take risks or experience new things or even just go outside of your comfort zone. And take initiative. Like if I sat back and was like, everything that has happened negatively in the past three years of my life have been other people's faults, but everything that's been good that happened has been all mine. So everything, I've been a perfect person in essence, which is bullshit, dude. Yeah, no. I'm going to account not. right now, I have not been the best of person the past couple of years. Yeah, I've everything. been a shitty fucking person and I needed to take account. I mean, it sucks taking that in, but once you take it in and you even, you can tell people, like I'm telling you now, I have been a shitty person. I've yep. been a cool person. I've been, I've been awesome to some, but I've not been myself. But refinding yourself, that is the ultimate of ultimates. And everything, it's not easy. Yeah, everything bad it's you did process. yourself is on you and everything good you did is on your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it was because you had a good upbringing. Anything bad you did was 
of my own accord or I learned it and I accepted it and that's I guess another one too is because we are talking a little bit about mental illness right now and stuff and I think that one thing I I really really want to stress to people is if you are sad and you're listening to this and if you are struggling and you're listening to this I want you to know a couple of things one I am too I am starting from scratch from square one and I'm gonna tell you a year ago today I was not a happy person a year ago, or you know, two years ago today, I literally was the most lonely, most sad person, but you would never have known because I put this front on. I didn't want to be mm-hmm. saved. And that was the thing is, is you get so sad and you can get so worked up that you almost push yourself away from people. And you, you have to tell yourself every day, I am worth you do. And then getting you... help and I am worth asking for Well, you help. do it and then you convince yourself that they did it. Mm-hmm. You push yourself away, and you get yourself to the edge, and then you're like, everyone banished me. Yeah. And you're like, no. no. But it takes a, either a special person, or it takes you yourself to realize, to coax yourself out of that, you know, that cycle of just loneliness, and be like, look, you deserve better, you're worth more, and you don't, don't do this to yourself. Yeah. Like... But, you know, you need to be ready to hear that. And you need to be ready to work on that. And you need to realize that it is work. It's not just going to come naturally. And people are going to say no. And people are going to be assholes. They're always going to be. But you know what? You can't let that affect you the way that you have in the past. And that's something I'm trying to learn every day, too. You know, you put yourself out there. I know I'm not going to mesh with everybody. I know people are going to turn into this podcast and make fun of me from head to toe, make fun of my voice, make fun of any pictures that go with it, make fun of you because you're a fucking idiot. And it's just, (laughs) no. No, what it's going to say is, is it's okay to not vibe with everybody else. What is not okay is basing your success off of other people's opinions. What's not okay is reading an inspirational quote and not doing a damn thing about it. You are worth a good life. You are worth asking for help. And you deserve happiness. Genuine happiness. Thank you for joining us on today's segment of Headcase. 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 Think before you post and enjoy those quotes. I want to share this exercise um, for calming down and um, kind of getting yourself back in the right headspace. Um, I saw it online, and it's really cool. It's very simple. You can do it pretty much wherever you are. All you have to do is take a deep breath in very slowly, exhale slowly, but while you're exhaling, imagine that you're holding a wand with a bubble on the end of it, and you're blowing a bubble, and you don't want that bubble to pop. Watch your breath. Think positive thoughts. And now it's time to clear our minds and meditate. Meditate. Take this time. Take a deep breath in slowly and exhale slowly. So slow. And calm down. Listen. Calm the fuck down. And prepare your ass for a soft landing. 
to catch behind-the-scene videos, sound bites, pictures, and more. Make sure you follow the show on Instagram at MyThingIsPodcast, or you can follow my personal Instagram page at I am Mr. Almost There. If you'd like to be featured, ask a question, or just plain share some cool shit with us, make sure you use our hashtag, MyThingIsPodcast. We look forward to talking with you again. That's hashtag MyThingIsPodcast. You can also contact me at MyThingIsMedia at gmail.com. And that ends our show today. What a fun time. I do want to go back and I want to thank a couple of people for their time and their talents. Those people being Josh Noble and Matt McClure, Ron Eastwood, our dad, and our Uncle Don. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. See you later. What a great show this was today. I know I took some stuff from it. What about you, Mark? Um, nothing today, but Okay, next I will week tell you what you should take. <laughs> I think the most important lesson that people should take from this week's show is don't use single-ply toilet paper. Don't buy it. Don't use it. It's down with single-ply. Yeah. Let's start focusing on the real worries of the world. Whatever. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, I would like to thank um, my friends that helped me with the show, Josh Rhett Noble, Matt McClure, my dad, and Mark's dad, Ron Eastwood, our uncle Don Thompson, Liz Farrow, Mark Eastwood, my half-brother. Exclusively. <laughs> Exclusively. <laughs> I would like to thank our listeners. Yeah, everybody listening it's at home. Pre- it's pretty freaking cool. This show would just be a literal conversation over coffee if we didn't have people tuning in. And yeah. What's really cool is we started this as just a small project and it's really started to take off and I'm excited about it. And I, it would not happen if people weren't listening. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's just thanks for listening and like and share and spread the word. Yeah, we appreciate everything and hopefully we'll have some more for you. Oh, also shout out to Spooner. Um, yes, yeah, That's specifically for him. Apparently his company is thinking about putting um, our podcast in the... Newsletter? Yeah, newsletter. Um, Or no, he recommended us to his company's newsletter. newsletter. That's what it was. So thanks for that, Spoon. We appreciate it. I'm super excited for next week, though, because we have a really fun and exciting show. Um, That's because we've got some more of my friends joining and some of Mark's friends joining. But we are going to talk internet trolling, how to avoid it. But if it happens to you, how to deal with it and how to stay safe. From those stupid ass trolls. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. Troll toll. Also, we do dating apps, literally. Some of our friends stop by and talk about dating apps and what it has done for them. Liz Farrow stops back by and talks about her new book and some other cool stuff. And Josh and Matt come to us live from Ireland, so I'm super excited about that. Say bye, everybody. Bye! 
to be featured, ask questions, or just plain share some cool shit with us, make sure you use the hashtag MyThingIsPodcast. To catch behind-the-scenes videos, sound bites, pictures, and more, follow me on Instagram at MyThingIsPodcast. For personal and direct contact, use MyThingIsMedia at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.